the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Money Monday here on The Answer, 12.30 p.m. Set your clock by it. Great information for your finances to understand the markets, the volatility out there. We do it with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. Josh and his firm are located in Lewis Center just off Route 750, and he and I host the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show every Friday at 7 and every Saturday afternoon at 2 here on The Answer. Send us your questions via email, bruce at salemmedia.com, and avail yourself of Josh's expertise in smaller doses on his YouTube channel. Search Josh Pick Finance on YouTube, and that will happen. So, Josh, as we begin today, uh, I'm sure you and other uh, financial managers, people with 401Ks, pretty much everybody, not sad to see September in the rearview mirror, given that it was a bloodbath on Wall Street. The S&P 500 was down 9% in September, lowest level since March of 2020, and there are a lot of other numbers I could get into, but uh, September was a bad month, and I'm sure ratchets up the uncertainty out there among your clients and everybody else who owns stocks in one shape or form. Yeah, you know, there seems to be a tipping point. Uh, We all know, you know, in one way or another that uh, the stock market goes up and down, Uh, but at the same time, there does seem to be like a threshold where people start to panic, and I think we've crossed over that threshold. You know, you can only say for so long, just hang in there where people's emotions become a factor. Um, and the you know the unfortunate part is historically speaking, you know there's a, a an ideology or, or some history and some fact that October is usually a pretty bad month. So there's some people in panic mode who believe in that kind of thing. Uh, but it's important for us as financial managers, like you said, to make sure that we keep our clients abreast of everything that's going on, make sure they're aware of the strategies that we're employing to minimize risk, and that the only way to win this game is to stay the course. But it's going to be a trying time for sure, and it already has been. Yeah, I mean, as your historical reference to October, I mean, certainly the stock market crashed, the Great Depression. That happened in October. Was uh, was 2008 or anything else more recently than that also in October? Yeah, there just always seems to be this uh, this general pullback in October. You know, if you have a usually you'll have a good September and then kind of a lackluster October. It's the same kind of effect as, you know, when we look at elections, there are certain months that people think keep a, a tight eye on. Um, but the fact remains, you know, October is usually a bad month. But in my opinion, in my office's opinion, it's just it's just an anomaly. I wouldn't be concerned about it. Josh, pick our guests. Money Monday is the segment. Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management. They are located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750. Set up a free consultation with them to understand retirement planning. And that's a plan. You have to have it. That's why they call it the blueprint, because it's a detailed plan. 614-917-1040. Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, Aptus Wealth Dot com. You know, regarding panic, regarding volatility, you and I have chatted before about when you own a stock, you own a small piece of a company. And sometimes those stock prices fluctuate for not very good reasons. Game stock soared just because it was not really anything with the company. It was a it was a movement out there to make it soar. Sometimes companies go down because a bad thing happens, but the value of the company, its uh, underpinnings are still solid. 
I'm curious about Nike. Nike dropped 12% on Friday, and its inventory, the reason they're giving is its inventory is up 44%. I understand why inventory would have been up during the pandemic, but we're past the pandemic. Even the president says so. So why would Nike inventories be up so high, and is Nike one of those stocks? And Well, I don't want to get you into uh, recommending individual stocks, but just why would inventory be up, not just with Nike, but I see that of other, other uh, retailers too. Yeah, you know, we can hypothesize on why inventories are up. It could be that, you know, they felt the pinch so hard of the supply chain that maybe they believe they want to put themselves in a stronger position should that occur again. Or maybe the demand for their goods and services are down. And like you said, I'm not going to speak to any any individual company. But, you know, what happens in the market, and it's very fickle, is emotions drive the market in the short run. So people react on the news. They react on uh, trends, they react on what they think is occurring, but ultimately the cream rises to the top, and that's why we're such staunch believers in you know, investing for the long run, because that's the only way that you can accurately predict what direction uh, and how well you can do in the stock market. And it goes all the way down to uh, if you tried to predict how well the stock market's going to do over the next three years, and you picked one side of the coin or the other, you'd be wrong darn near half the time. Now, if you stretch that out and you say, well, how about over the next 15 years, you with a very, very high, think of like a 98, 99% uh, level of accuracy could predict whether or not you're going to make or lose money in the market and almost down to the relative percentage that you're going to make. So if you truly say, I'm going to be a long-term investor, then when you invest, you can't then call back in six months and say, well, it's down. I need to get out. Is my money going to go to zero? Because remember... The decision that you made was a 10- or 15-year decision, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you're, you're seeing right now with Nike, uh, you know, with FedEx, with a lot of companies today. Josh, pick our guest, Aptus Wealth Management. Set up a free consultation, 614-917-1040, aptuswealth.com. Listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show here on The Answer at 7 p.m. Friday night and 2 p.m. Saturday afternoon. And when we've talked on the, the, uh, the hour-long show on the weekend, We've talked about some triggers, some buffers, some risk mitigation strategies, and it always seems to me, Josh, that those are involved in the longer you want to tie up your money, the better return you get. But I'm looking at the two-year treasury yield, and the two-year is 4.2%, and the 10-year at this moment is 3.8%. So the shorter you have your money in that particular treasury, you get a higher return. Why is that? What what explains a higher return for a shorter-term commitment on putting your money into that particular treasury? Yeah, the situation that we're in is uh, phrased as an inverted yield curve, which means that shorter-term duration or shorter-term interest rates are higher than longer-term interest rates. And really that points to the uncertainty in the market today. If you look at uh, you know how rapidly we're raising interest rates and then the potential that the Fed may have to reverse its course at some point, so remember, when we're trying to slow down inflation, we raise interest rates. When we're, try- when we're in trying to stimulate the economy, we lower interest rates. So there's a general belief out there that while the Fed is trying to curb inflation by raising interest rates, it may have to backpedal. And if that is the case, well, then long-term interest rates would be more negatively affected than short-term because the longer the duration of the, interest, the, uh, of the lock on the interest rate, the more interest rate sensitivity it has. Um, in the short run. So ultimately, you know, the downside to this is there's never been a time in history, if you want to look at predictors, there has never been a time in history 
that I'm aware of where the yield curve has been inverted and the stock market hasn't gone down. And here we are with a you know double-digit down stock market uh, year-to-date and an inverted yield curve. So it's held true yet again. Just points to volatility, risk management, staying the course, making sure you know exactly what you're doing so you don't do something foolish as we head into potentially even more volatile times than we've experienced. Josh Pick is our guest. We do Money Monday every 1230 Monday uh, time slot here on The Answer. Uh, a lot of this volatility is credited to, you know, the Fed waiting too long to raise interest rates, or some people are saying they're raising interest rates too much too fast. This is a pretty simple question. Um, could we, would we be okay if the Fed went away? Like, does the Fed serve a useful purpose, or did it used to serve a useful purpose, and it's gotten away from what it used to do? Or I'm just kind of curious about the Fed and its existence, and um, would it be anarchy if we didn't have the Fed? I think the moment that we went off the gold standard, you know, back in the, uh, I believe it was the Nixon administration, we left the gold standard, went to what you often hear phrases of fiat currency, meaning our only ability to control our currency and keep it strong relative to other currencies around the world is through some level of management. And that's really where the Fed gained a predominant amount of power. Uh, To get rid of it now, you know, I think it would make for a very painful situation for a significant period of time. So I wouldn't say that I'm an advocate of ripping off that mandate just yet. But uh, I think you can't ignore the fact that the Fed also has the ability to cause some problems by artificially inflating the level of our currency, by negatively affecting you know, inflation, and by raising interest rates like they are right now. So, I mean, the Fed has a lot of power. And to say that they wouldn't be politically influenced, I think, would be you know, quite naive by everybody, even though they say that you know, by doctrine they're not. Um, I would love to see, you know, the Fed removed in the long run, but I don't think right now is, is the best time to do so. Very good. Josh Pick, Aptus Wealth Management, love his perspective and love his purposeful approach to investing. And you can expose yourself to Josh's wisdom and the counsel of his firm by getting a hold of them for a free consultation, 614-917-1040. Their web address is Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. Avail yourself of Josh's YouTube channel and the wisdom that is there. Looking on YouTube for Josh Pick Finance and listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Friday night at 7 and Saturday afternoon at 2. Josh, we'll see you Friday. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Bruce. Talk soon. I know what you're thinking. You're a regular listener to the Bruce Hooley Show. And you're like, wow. Last segment of the show, and Bruce has not yet talked about the transgender lunacy out there. You're talking about it every day, Bruce. You better believe I talk about it every day. Because it is a demented, demonic, twisted evil that enslaves kids in a lie that ruins their lives. And so, let me just show you how evil this is. Remember Barbara Bush? George Bush, the first, his wife, everybody always joked about how she was like his grandmother or something because she had gray hair. Barbara Bush. Well, ladies and gentlemen, to show you the level to which the depravity of the transgender movement has fallen, Barbara Bush Children's Hospital in Maine 
is offering gender transition services for nine-year-olds. For nine-year-olds. Now, do you think Barbara Bush, matriarchal Barbara Bush, mother of a president, wife of a president, would have lent her blessing to giving poison drugs, puberty-blocking drugs, to nine-year-old boys and girls, while the children's hospital that bears her name in Maine is doing this. The head of the gender clinic says that it is, quote, crucial for transgender children to get the proper support from their families and the medical community. I couldn't agree more. It is crucial. But the proper medical treatment is not to abide their mental disconnect between their biological reality and their cognitive belief with drugs that will forever alter their biology and make girls incapable of having babies and will chemically castrate boys so they can never father children. That is not the proper support from their family or the medical community. And one of the satanic hospital doctors, Dr. Gerald Olshan, says this isn't a choice for most individuals. This is probably biologically programmed. The word probably does not set off alarm bells with you, Dr. Olshan. You are giving irreversible drugs to nine-year-olds when you yourself are obviously not convinced of the merit of this treatment, or you wouldn't use the word probably. Now, I maintain that all of this traces back to the legalization of gay marriage in our country, because when the LGBTQ movement got marriage, they were like, well, (laughs) what do you do when you win the Powerball jackpot? I know. Let's enter another Powerball jackpot, right? Let's keep pushing. They never hold a victory party. They're always pushing. And so we, they got gay marriage. So then it became, well, let's adopt. Let's see if we can adopt kids. Let's see if we can totally remove God from our culture by nullifying his sovereign authority over whether someone is born a man or a woman by declaring ourselves God. And that we can determine whether we are man or woman, regardless of how we were born. So there's a gay couple in New York that has filed a class action lawsuit with the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission against the city of New York. Why do you think they have filed such a lawsuit against the city of New York? Not because they can't adopt children, which they should not be allowed to adopt children, but we have lost that battle. No, they are filing a lawsuit against the city of New York, because the city of New York will not pay for them to pay to buy the egg from a fertile woman and then to implant that fertilized egg, artificially fertilized egg, in another woman who becomes the surrogate for a child born 
and paid for by in vitro fertilization. These two gay men in New York City are suing the city of New York because they say, well, the health benefits from the city of New York pay for in vitro fertilization for a female bus driver in New York, a female cop in New York. They should pay for in vitro fertilization for two gay men in New York who want to have a baby. This is why I say all the time that government is involved in marriage because marriage is ordained by God as the way for children to be created, and it is government's job to protect children. And so when people say, well, why is the government even involved in marriage? The government is involved in marriage because marriage, when it is a marriage according to what God says a marriage is, which is man and woman forever, the government is obliged to protect that child. And gay marriage should not exist because a gay marriage cannot biologically create children. And so, of course, they're going to do a workaround around this. They're going to use medical technology to create a child through in vitro fertilization. And they're going to get the city of New York to pay the $200,000 bill for it, even though both these gay men together make over $200,000 collected. I could do a segment every single day on today in demonic activity. And I just gave you two examples of it. How about a third? There was a movie that premiered over the weekend. A rom-com, which is uh, slang for a romantic comedy, of not, you know, your typical Hallmark movie plot, which is Two people can't stand each other in the beginning. They gain a grudging affection for each other. They gain a deep affection for each other. They have a spirited and bitter breakup 20 minutes from the end of said movie, and then they end up happily restored and married in the final scene. That's every Hallmark movie ever. This, however, is a movie called Bros. It is everything you dread me telling you it is. Hollywood's first LGBTQ romantic comedy where two men fall in love with each other and the screenwriter behind it is blaming, quote, homophobic weirdos for the film's (laughs) dismal opening weekend box office performance. Now, let's examine this a moment. Rom-coms, romantic comedies. Who's the audience for a romantic comedy? Typically, that would be your... Couples. Couples. Uh, it's not dudes. Dudes are not into <laughs> romantic comedies. Guys go along because they they are pulled along by their wives. <laughs> yeah. But it's women. And most women are who are heterosexual are creeped out by two gay men falling in love with each other. So, this movie pulled in a disappointing $4.8 million. He's disappointed it was... Only a 4.8 million. I'm disappointed it was 4.8 million. And he blames homophobic weirdos. How about you blame the marketplace? There's just no market for your movie. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.